All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the, the second part. This is uh, part two of episode 314 coming at you from... Or who's our sponsor for this one? Jake's Cabaret I 45 South. Yeah, go down and see Jake's Cabaret I 45 South. Damn, Rick, I've been here for two weeks, man. We still haven't released this damn episode. Damn. All right, guys. Check it out. Welcome to another super exciting episode of Critical Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Rick the Rizzo, along with my co-host... The MIG-1. And this is a critical look at all things TV, movies, gaming, upcoming creators, and whatever the hell we free like talking about. Uh, and that's all the sports. And then we'll get some sports entertainment here. We got Survivor Series or games. He's scratching his ears. I thought I'm about to hear some music or something. No, man. Okay. Dude, as hyped up as I was for this pay-per-view, I was let down. My brother said it was a B plus. Yeah, I was let down. It started off with the women's war game match between Damage Control and Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bianca, and Shotzi. You could see this is one of the matches that I could tell that was very predictable. Could already tell what was going to happen. I already knew. And I'm like, okay, so all right, so Damage Control lost. Okay, <laughs> like we didn't know that shit was going to happen. <laughs> and then the Intercontinental Championship, Gunther beat the Miz. Dude, get off the fucking dude's wiener. He's not that fucking good. I look at him, and I see a tall guy who has some type of shape. He's in kind of shape, but he's not. Def- there's nothing defined on him. His, his, his pecs, his gut, his whatever. He, he looks flat. Not flabby, but undefined. It's like as a guy who, if he would lift some weights or do some crunches, he'd probably have a six-pack and his chest would look tight. It just looks like it's just hanging there. It doesn't look like a fat guy, but it's just like, dude, work out. You look like, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't look right. It bothers me. Dude hits. He's got some strong chops and everything else. I mean, he got power, but it makes him under. Does he, does he have charisma? Oh, he's an asshole. Yeah, he's a great asshole. Yeah, yeah. I give him that. Uh, he's a ring general. He speaks like he's German and shit. Uh, even though he's from somewhere else, close to Germany, but he's not German. Uh, God, I just really would want him to get. In. Everybody else has some kind. Even the Miz has more definition than that guy. And the Miz is not built like a. You, you know, you see Drew McIntyre, you see Roman Reigns, see those guys. Those guys are, you know, you see the pecs, you see how they're defined, you see the been the way fucking Sheamus and all those guys, even the younger, the other superstars. You can see they have a chance. Even fucking Kobe's more defined. Kobe, Kofi's more defined than this motherfucker. It's like somebody just got lazy with uh, this draw his chest like this and the, get. If he would get in the gym, I, I would probably respect him a little bit more. But he just f- looks flabby to me. It looks like his body just stuck together, like they're molding him with play doh, but. They look like they, the Miz was going to win. I really wanted the Miz to get over, but they did him dirty and he lost. And that match probably should have gone a lot longer. The Miz had some great flurries and some great moves and great counters and everything else. Gunter did his move that pins everybody, including McIntyre, including people that are like bigger names and stronger than the Miz, yet the Miz kicked out. So... I don't know if they're building it up and Miz is going to fight him again or, or you know, I don't know. But the Miz didn't get it. The Miz could have been the nine-time Intercontinental Champion and surpassed whoever else he's tied with right now, but they didn't give it to him. And I think that's that's another thing that pisses me off. 
Do you want these records broken? You don't want them to stay there forever. If he's right fucking there, why not just give it to him? Yeah. Don't make him go dirty just to win. And the Miz did do some dirty. He hit him low ball with a with a foot to the balls, and then he rang him into the rail. He hit Gunter hit the the unprotected ring post with his shoulder, but it wasn't enough to win. So yeah, I was very disappointed. In that. I think had the Miz won, I think in my, I would have probably given it a better rating. Uh, Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee. Escobar won. Escobar won that match, but the, the match wasn't. It's like I don't know how they gave him the win of Dragon. I don't know why they're pushing this piece of shit. I don't know. <laughs> Dragon Lee is like better charisma, better thing else. Even as a bad guy, Santos Escobar just looks lazy to me. He looks like a dirty fucking Mexican to pick off the street. Doesn't look like a second generation superstar. Uh, any Mexican you could have put, I'd have pushed Angel Garza more than I would have pushed this dickhead or even the other fucking guy. Gilberto, whatever. I just don't like him. He doesn't look good to me. Okay. Uh, Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley beat Zoe Stark. They made Zoe stronger in this match than she needed to be. She is not that, and she is not that good. She is not good on the mic. She is not anything that looks impressive to me. I don't know what WWE has about her. Maybe because she's black or she's black. I don't know. Uh... Rhea Ripley wound up destroying her, and it should have been that way. Rhea should have beaten her easily with no problem, but they I don't know why they're pushing Zoe Stark. It just, just boggles the mind. Uh, men's War Game. Randy Orton's back. Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, and Jay Uso and Sami Zayn beat Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that was crazy how that went down. Um, you know, Randy didn't show up to the very end, and then, you know, we knew what was going to happen. Randy's going to be Randy Orton. And, yeah. Uh, Exactly. He did the RKO. Fucking McDonough climbed to the top and jumped off, and he did the RKO out of nowhere and, you know, beat him and whatnot. But, you know, that was uh, pretty interesting. But that wasn't even that wasn't even the uh, the best RKO no. I ever saw was when he did to uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, when Seth Rollins jumped off of his back. Yeah, that was pretty. When he threw him up in the air, that yeah. was the best RKO. This one was poorly timed. Uh, Randy looks bigger. Obviously, been hurt, mm-hmm. so he could only do certain things. Uh, bigger as in. Looks muscle. like he's more defined, more muscle and everything. Uh, yeah, but the other thing I have problem is that they upstaged him anyway, and they apparently they did this with Randy Orton first, so they wouldn't think somebody else would return since they were in Chicago. But yet, even after the match was over, this fucker comes out yeah, and Braden goes, "I told you, the man, the goat, he is back." I fuck CM Punk. <laughs> but yeah, so CM Punk is back, and the thing was like crazy. Uh, now, did you know AEW gave him a, a big offer? No. Nah. Not uh, was it Impact? AEW. Yeah, Impact. they're part of it. Impact's part of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they they did they did a big offer before WWE. Yeah, but he made comments that you know Paul Heyman told him sometimes you got to leave to come to get what you want and come back. So that's what he did. That's he mentioned that. I said it was a cold day in hell because you know where he said he wouldn't come back to WD unless it's cold for hell froze over. So he, he made that joke Monday night. Yeah. Uh, interesting enough, he saw Seth Rollins and uh, Mommy both shoot the rod at him when they saw him coming out. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. I, I He talked about everybody was hugging and loving and thinking he was back, but I think there's real animosity with, with some people there because they don't like who he is or how he went out and what he stands for. So we'll see... Gonna be reading the rap sheets and following on stuff and see if your brother pulls anything up for me and see what's really going on behind there. Is it K Fab or is it really animosity? But I think it's real animosity and stuff like that. So now I could see him pushing this motherfucker to beat Roman Reigns. Or him to beat Seth Rollins. Uh 
but I think he is. I think they're they're more exciting to see him go one on one with like Shinsuke Nakamura or AJ Styles. Okay, think about that. I mean, you with him back, he's a lot older though. But you could have some really good matches of people you've never seen him go up against. Yeah, and some of the guys that are like well known right now, like AJ Styles and freaking Shinsuke Nakamura, or him and Roman Reigns now as you know God mode, <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, supposedly. There is a huge uh, twist coming with Randy that he's going to go heel, betray Cody Rhodes. Probably, yeah, and go heel. The other thing is Cody's in the Royal Rumble, and I think they said Cody's going to fight somebody else, which is probably going to push him to the point where he finds up facing Roman again. And maybe that's how historians, I don't know. So, so much going on, and, you know, they'll change it in a moment because you know that ending the Survivor Series War Games, the last 10 minutes, Triple H took over the control. creativity at the last 10 minutes and everything was him so he greenlit everything from there on out because people really didn't know that punk was coming back people working there didn't know that and some people saw punk in the in the in the road or they kept it really hush hush but somebody saw punk in the parking lot but he didn't acknowledge him and he kind of turned away so they couldn't know it was him or some shit so basically triple h just did events and took over the show and changed the direction i guess that was going to end or how they did it so it's crazy right yeah so you know, that's we'll see. Punk is a major draw, as you can see. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all of uh, we have for our sports and sports entertainment section. Yes, oh, sir. The entertainment section. Now. I'm glad you like that. And again, that was bought to our people around Chica's Cabaret at 45 South. Go down to Chica's Cabaret and use the code, code Rick Lopez goes here. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get nothing off. <laughs> uh, all right. Do some entertainment. We got trailer talk. We only got three trailers this time. I saw two of these trailers at the movie theater, and I saw the other one when I came here. <laughs> All right. Justice League, Crisis on Infinite Earths. So we made it a cartoon now instead of like we did with The Flash, Supergirl, yeah. Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one is it's different, it, though. Did, did you watch Superman, Man of Tomorrow, that, that cartoon? Not yet, no. Because it's going into that kind of cartoon style. Okay. All yeah, right. I saw the way they looked. Yeah. So, uh, so far, it looks all right. Yeah, it's good. There's the anti-monitor. You see him there. Uh, it looks like the look like Vandal Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. I don't know how they're going to tell this story or what they're going to follow, but uh, I actually liked the Crisis series with the one that did the Arrow and all those guys. I have all the episodes on my phone. I actually bought the, the whole series, just those particular episodes. Yeah. Uh, you have failed this universe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to go that route with the Green Arrow being the Spectre and all that shit. But no, no. So we'll see how they do it. I think cool. this is going to be more comic accurate. Yeah, I think so. So I'm pretty interesting to see. I, I, want, I want to see it. I, I like the story. And it's a three-part movie. Yeah. So I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, and this will be coming out next year. Now I don't expect the theater. Is it going to be just the DVD? Nah, this is just going to DVD. Yeah, so you got to buy those too now. Yeah. Uh, next one is Madam Web. <laughs> this is a young Madam Web first. I know. Like I was watching this. And I was like, why do I know this shit? Why does she look like a spider? Because this is her starting out before she became blind. and Yeah. So I'm like, okay. It's interesting. I, I probably want to see it just because it's part of the Marvel shit. And I know I was going to play a role in Spider-Man and some bullshit down the way. So, but yeah, it looks pretty good. And it has all the, like, all the ones that she's with that's supposed mm-hmm. to be with Spider-Woman. Yeah. So I'm, oh. I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to write it out. I don't know too much about her, but uh, I was intrigued and I kind of liked it. I, I like the people they have. They chose for the show. Yeah. The one that's the bad guy, he got his spider through a totem. Yeah. Yeah. 
I forgot his name. I can't think of it right now. He's either. helped Peter before. He's more of an anti-hero. I don't know, not a hero, but just. Yeah, I. I again, I'm. Everybody saw the suit and they're like, "Is that just is bad Spider-Man or something?" <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> bad Spider. <laughs> Batman crossed over. Uh, Holy shit! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it looks it looks okay. I want to see more trailers for this one before really make a big decision. Yeah, I I, I think I'm gonna see it anyway, just because it's it's Marvel and Marvel usually doesn't make bad shit. <laughs> well, it's Marvel and it's more Sony Marvel. Yeah, so they might be bad shit. <laughs> this is part of the whole Venomverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I want to see it. Yeah, uh, and the last one we saw was the What If season two, which. I don't even know if you watched the first one. I never finished the first season, dude. I, the what ifs drive me insane, dude. I can't stand the what ifs, especially in the comic books. I'm like, oh my god, what if this happened? What if Tony Stark said no? What? What the fuck? <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> the, the Watcher's in it. I see the Watcher. It's, it's like th- this one. This is the first time Disney's going to do this, or uh-huh. Marvel Disney's going to do this. The what if season two series? They're all going to drop one day. Yeah, I, I saw that too. That's pretty interesting. I see the Watcher's in it. The Watcher was in the first one. Well, see, but I'm waiting to see when the Watcher loses his eyes when he dies. Oh, he does. I don't know. I don't know. About it's the, a big series involving when the Watcher dies. The Watcher, not too. He gets killed, and Deadpool's in it, looking and trying to figure out. And you see Deadpool running around with the eyes. The fuck? Because you can use the eyes to see. It's fucking weird, dude. It's a, it was a weird story, fucking line. It, it, Tony Stark it, it's really fucking weird I never finished it it just it just got too fucking weird I was like what the fuck is, you know what no so the guy that's watching us the watcher don't tell me that sound perverted gets killed by somebody else that knew he was watching us so they watched him who's watching what who's watching who is it who watching me <laughs> All right. So yeah, I, the what ifs are kind of crazy. I mean, it's interesting, obviously. Oh, what if Captain America was Captain Britain? What if what if Green Lantern didn't? You know, you, yeah. I know Green Lantern's not part of it, but yeah, you could do that with so many things. And I, I don't know, bro. I could barely keep up with the fucking universe now. <laughs> Much less, what if this happens? And you know the fucked up problem with this was that is the Kang bullshit that's gonna happen. They could pull some of this shit into it. Yeah, because it'll be the universe where Peggy is captain. You already know, yeah. and other people have the other powers, and this guy didn't make it, and this person's dead. So this shit could be pulled into the Kang movies. And I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, will you stop already? <laughs> Don't you know Loki controls the tree? God damn it! Those only three trailers we have. I mean, dun, 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 dun. And honestly, I well, I know two of them. We're definitely gonna. Try to watch. Yeah. What if it's on Netflix? No, Disney. Disney, Disney yeah. So I'll watch the other two. Yeah. Uh, Madam Webb, I may not see the movie theater. And you know, Just League is coming to DVD, so yeah. you know, I'll see when it comes out. All right. Uh, now let's go into the news here. Uh, Daredevil Born Again hires the Loki Season 2 directors to ensure the to ensure justice for Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox arc as they tip their hats to Netflix. That's a good move. Good, good directors. That's a real good move. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't get Daredevil before. I thought it was good. So I can only expect it's going to be better. Yeah, considering they fired all the writers and now they're doing it, you know. Yeah, should be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tika, uh, Taika Watiki's not, he's confirmed, he confirmed himself. He's not doing Thor 5. So it's going to be somebody else doing Thor. So it's not going to be funny. No. Okay, gotcha. They Serious actually Thor. might Thank do, you. I don't know if they might do the death of Thor. I'm not too sure. Interesting. Because, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Chris Hemsworth kind of hint towards it. Okay. Huh. Uh, Matthew Lillard 
he said he had signed a three movie deal with Bloomhouse, and I guess most likely to be Five Nights at Freddy two and three. The other two. Yeah, I heard they were doing the second second one already. Uh, so I know he's in it. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and it it did real well because it's a big fan base that fought, that went to yeah. watch that one. I think it was a great movie. I, it was okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy it, but you know, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the filming The Last of Us season two will start uh, January seventh next year. I never even saw the first season. You didn't watch it. It's good. Okay. Uh, DC DC Studios has set Anna. How you say the last name? Nogiria. There you go. To write the script for Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to do. Remember this with the 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 one that played Supergirl. Yeah. In the Flash movie, uh-huh. they were supposed to do another spinoff with her. But since they dropped... Karen Danvers? Uh-huh. Okay. With, I mean, I know who you're talking with about. With that uh, Zarel, Yeah. With her, but they changed it, you know, because the whole... With James Gunn and everything. So, I don't, know, who, I don't know who's going to be playing Supergirl at that point. Um, Maybe the girl from the Flash movie. I liked her. No, she... she They dropped it. Oh. Unless they bring her back to do okay. it. Oh, okay. Uh, Michael B. Jordan recently announced that Creed Four is already in the development. Nice. Did you hear about Pedro Pascal's in talks of being playing Reed Richards in the MCU Fantastic Four? <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, I was like, man, they really, uh, Hollywood is loving Pedro. Why not? I mean, I haven't seen The Last of Us yet, but everything else he's been in has been amazing. <laughs> this is the way. That's right. Uh, Denzel Washington, is he's going to take on the role as the le- uh, legendary general Hannibal in the Netflix upcoming epic. Did not know this. Yeah. Steven Yen. Oh, Yen. Jesus. I just <laughs> saw this a few minutes ago. Dude, why are you fucking up Bob? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> no. Bob is a white guy with blonde hair. The sentry is a white guy with blonde hair who goes crazy and becomes the fucking void. He's not Asian. And 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 Sean, you got I like him, but dude, it's Glenn. Look at Bob. Look at the Sentry. He's cut. Uh, last time I checked, Sean, you don't even look half like that. Unless he starts working out. Bro, he got beat by Negan in the back. He ain't that fucking big, <laughs> dude. This is the this is a terrible choice. A terrible. Okay, you're fucking with one of my favorite characters, and they're fucking it up. They're bringing some scrawny ass fucking Asian guy to play the Sentry. Even Bob as Bob wasn't a fucking scr- Even when he was just Bob before he became a sentry, he was not a stick. He was decently, had a decent, he wasn't like muscle bound, but he was a decent sized guy. And now you're going to make him mother. Why don't you just make him fucking black? <laughs> I was just sitting there. I, I mean, motherfucker, just, just, just fucking put Eddie Murphy as the fucking sentry then. So you never know. Maybe he does work out. He does not. Is he short? Yeah, Sentry's not short either. Dude, the Sentry is a super powerful god who ripped Ares in half. Grabbed both his arm and cut him in fucking half. Like it wasn't shit. And he wasn't even using his full power. And and now you're going you're making him Asian. Fucking Hollywood. That that oh you're pissing me off. Uh where's fucking Negan? <laughs> <laughs> Hope you got your shitting pants on. <laughs> Negan shows up at the movie and like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I didn't know this one. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the series, is starring Donald Glover and Maya, is it Ergenson? I don't even know who the fuck this is. The, that premieres February 2nd next year on Prime Video. Ain't Donald Glover black? Yes, he is. 
Oh my God! What Miss Miss? That was Angelina Jolie and freaking Brad Pitt. Yep. Oh no, Brad Pitt and yeah. And, but but who was the girl? Was it Angelina? Angelina. What the fuck? Oh come on, man! Oh Jesus Christ! But like I said, this is a series, so I don't know. It's really this could have been much. Mr. And Mrs. Jones or some shit. Oh, just because they're black, you're going to say Jones. Oh, fine. Mr. and Mrs. Tarkanian. How does Tarkanian. that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Spock. Okay, here we go. Live long and fucking prosper, dickhead. Next thing you're going to tell me fucking goddamn Israel's elbow is the next Spock. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? That might be badass, actually. I, <laughs> I would accept that. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. Uh, it's still to make it still could make its original release date next year of, of uh, March 29th or 24th. Yeah, they got wait a minute, is this the Toby one? Yeah, okay, cool. This is not the cartoon. This no, is it's the, the cartoon one. This is the cartoon oh, one. yeah, we need to hurry up and see this shit because I don't like where it fucking ended, motherfuckers. Yeah, uh, because the strike's over, and that's why it could be Miles got to kick some ass. Yeah, Miles got to kick his own ass, <laughs> then his uncle's ass, uh, then Miguel's ass. Yeah, actually, no. that's the thing I'm more pissed off about than that is how they portrayed Miguel. That pissed me off. Yeah, you're pissing me off a lot right now, Rick. I'm about to kick you in the nuts. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two Remastered will launch uh, January 2024, 19th of 2024, the game. Uh, so cool. it's remastered for the PS5. All right. Uh, Peter Cullen. We all know him as? Uh, Optimus Prime. I know who he is. I am Optimus Prime. He received- and I... Do not believe Stephen Young should be Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, he received a Lifetime Achievement Award. That's amazing. For you know, I don't know if it's like the first time a voice actor has gotten it though. That's amazing. He's well deserved. Do you know how he got how he got the options yeah, uh, voice? Uh, yeah, yeah, by, by his, his brother. brother. Yeah, uh, know the whole story. Yeah, big Peter Cullen guy, bro. That's optimal. Yeah. Roll out. <laughs> uh, Harold and Kumar Forrest confirmed by the writers. It's going to be something we've been determined to do. The fuck? Don't lie. You gonna watch her? Are they gonna be black? No, it's, Harold, white. it's Harold and Kumar. I'm going to make sure. Motherfucker, I don't want to go see Harold and Kumar and wind up seeing Steve and Joe. <laughs> it's Harold and Kumar. All it's right, that's a, fine. Uh, they going to White Castle again? I don't know what they're going to do this there time. There better be a what fucking White Castle in this movie. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Holt, he, uh, he's to play Lex Luthor now in the Superman legacy. Actually, you know, I could, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. I could, you just need to shave the hair. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see him bald, look at him in uh, Mad Max with uh, the recent one with... Uh, Charlie's there. Yeah, okay. He was bald in that one. I'm good with that. He's, you know, I like that. Okay. And then the 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 game Skyler. Uh, the Gizondo. dude from freaking National Lampoons that played the son that did the scratch. He's yeah. gonna be the new Jimmy Olsen. He's a Jimmy that actually Olsen. works. If you look at that, they both look gay as fuck. Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna be Jimmy Olsen. Hey, but you know Jimmy in the Supergirl show, he was black. Yeah. Okay. Just just put that out there for you. Well, now he's he's back to the normal color. I like <laughs> black Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, he also became a superhero. Yeah, that's right. He became the Guardian. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, Jim Olsen. Much better than this bitch-ass <laughs> bow-tie fag fuck. Uh, Lucasfilm. Yeah, uh, Lucasfilm's they uh, promoted Dave Filoni to oversee the next generation of Star Wars. Okay. So that's a good move. He's, yeah, stop making stupid shit. He's like the new uh, Kevin Feige of Star Wars now. Nice. Jenny uh, Ortega drops out of Scream 7. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, because I, they said it was scheduling conflicts. Uh huh. But a lot of people think it's because the other girl got fired. Okay. That was supposed to be starring in it also. Uh huh. Because of her take on the whole Palestine. And- oh, okay. Oh, well, that's bullshit. So she's quitting for her. For instance. That, that, that's what the supposedly. Okay. Reason All right. Why well, that's fine. Whatever. 
Johnny Depp to re- he, will, he will return the Pirates of the Caribbean as Jack Sparrow. Savvy. Savvy. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer, he's confident he's back as Beast, but he'll be most likely be voices. That's cool. He did a good Beast. Yeah. I like the voice. <laughs> Epic Godzilla vs. Superman battle confirmed the King of the Monsters is stronger than the Man of Steel. Yeah, I saw him whoop his ass. In the comic. Yes, he did. <laughs> he took a full blast of the... Trying yeah. to save Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> it had, was it uh, Godzilla hit him with his tail through several buildings? <laughs> yeah, Godzilla is... And this, if you look at the Godzilla, this is the Godzilla universe... Uh, the Godzilla from... The American Godzilla movies. Yeah. So what would you think? You King of the Monsters better than the Man of Steel? This is the man that loves Godzilla. I'm not a man to shit on Superman. But Superman's limitations go so far. Now, he could really hit and hurt and break stuff. But Godzilla's titanic body and everything else, I, I, th- I think he's overmatched. I really do. I, I think he could go either way. But I think Superman would have to fly to the sun like... Get himself like super amped up to come back to beat him. They still haven't gotten Kong in this one because Kong's involved in this one too. Nice. I don't yeah. know. I just don't know because it's it's Superman or Justice League versus Kong and or Godzilla and Kong. I don't know if got. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> as much as I say, I, I, yeah, you would look. I mean, think about it, man. Big ass monster with atomic breath versus a man of steel, who. Basically, honestly, if you go by the Superman thing, that shit should have just bounced off. It should have made him, shouldn't have hurt him. Yeah, shouldn't have hurt him. Uh-uh. He also has new new powers. Yeah, so, what the fuck? Yeah, so who's writing this shit? <laughs> but uh, you know, I already know, Batman would have won. <laughs> Batman would have figured out how to beat him two steps ago. Two steps ago? Uh-huh. Uh, Kettery was thinking about directing and starring in the lead role in the Netflix film ad- adaptation of Berserk. Dude, th- Dude, I just saw this cover uh, or when I saw this, and I'm like, that even looks like fucking Keanu Reeves. Have you seen that comic? Uh-uh. No? No, I've never read it, but that dude on sitting on that, whatever he's sitting on, he looks like him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, dude, it's probably going to be dark, which would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was a Cillian Murphy is uh, is Marvel's top choice for Doctor Doom. Hmm. You know the guy that played the Scarecrow? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. We'll see. Uh, Doctor Doom is another character I think they've really shit on a lot here recently. Uh, they don't really have the right guy. I mean, first you had what you call it played in the Fantastic Four. There's a different Doctor Doom before. I don't really know. You have to be menacing and you have to be strong. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, he, I mean, he played the Scarecrow. He did a damn good job as Scarecrow. Yeah, but I can see that because Scarecrow isn't somebody big badass. Doom. I mean, he's not. Doom is not massive, but Doom. Doom is smart. Doom's charisma. His. Pro- what he project? Dude walked up the Silver Surfer like he wasn't shit and ready to fight. Even though the Surfer blasted him in the, in the the movie, but in the comics, Doom can hold his own. I don't know why some creatures we we power them down like they power down the Hulk. Yeah. So it's like what the fuck? Oh, so 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 uh, Doom could beat Batman? No, Batman would win too. <laughs> Uh, Carl Urban has reportedly been cast as a Wolverine, a variant of Wolverine in Deadpool three. Interesting, that's interesting. Okay, uh, yeah, that's all the news that I have. And we got movie, movie reviews. <sighs> we got your review of Napoleon. <laughs> I heard it wasn't. It was good, but it wasn't good. 
I just heard around from other things. I haven't seen it, so I can't say anything. They said the battle scenes were badass, but it was like not the battle scenes that wasn't that great. Don't go to see Napoleon. Okay, let's do this real quick. Spoilers for everybody because these next two movies we're going to talk about have reviews. Are you going to go see it? Uh, I don't know. All my kids are on Apple TV. Okay. All right. It'd probably be better to do it that way. Uh, the best thing to see Napoleon on the big screen is the battle scenes. That's the best, I would say. It is not... Okay, let me preface by starting off this way. I am a Napoleon Homer, okay? And not for what he, how he did personal life, whatever, but for his ability on the battlefield. The man was smart. He was a good strategist, and he knew stuff. But arrogance, over, arrogance is what cost him in the end. Uh, he tried to go to Russia in the wintertime. Don't worry, Hitler did the same stupid shit too. Yeah. Anyways, right. He was, he felt disrespected. And so he wanted to go and he wanted to teach him a lesson. Realizing when he was there, he still, they told him not to go. Said, you, you're not prepared. We don't have the proper horses. We don't have the proper thing to go. And per history, the Russians burned everything. So he had no place to stay. And I mean, I'm jumping too far ahead right now. But anyway. It follows Napoleon from the beginning of his military career where he was really nothing and how he moves up the, the chain to be emperor. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty fascinating how the French history... It starts off with Marie Antoinette getting her head behead, being beheaded, which is freaking hilarious to me. Uh, and then you just see Napoleon making his way through the rounds, the political rounds, everything else, and you see how he moves up to captain and all this other stuff, and he goes to general and then part of the council, then he becomes emperor. It was pretty interesting. But he still, even though he was emperor, he still did not have max power. Was still with the French council. And this all started because I guess France was blaming England for their corrupt, corruptive influence around the world. And so Napoleon, uh, his love for France is the reason why he did a lot of things. He wanted France to be glorious, but at the same time, I think it got to his head, and it was more about him toward the end. Uh, the other thing they portray in the movie is his love for Josephine. And I don't think they got... I think they picked the best actress to play Josephine. One, because even though she wasn't super gorgeous... Because, a lot of these women were very gorgeous. You know, some of these period pieces, some of these guys who they're in love with. Josephine... Um, Vanessa Kirby. You remember her from... Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. She was the, the sister. Yeah. And The Rock made the comment. That is a very beautiful woman, capable of whatever. I love Vanessa Kirby when I first saw her because her facial expressions are worth everything. She was her, She is one hell of an actress because she can, her expressions, she can show you emotion, whether it be happy, stupid, silliness, or whatever. She is amazing. She is very talented. And... Watching her Napoleon. Is she going to be an invisible woman? I don't know. I, I, I would hope so. She is a really, really good actress. And her her character, how she portrayed Josephine with Napoleon and everything else. And she's basically a whore. Yeah. Uh, you know, she had kids. And then she basically told Napoleon, you know, whatever. Napoleon was infatuated with her from when he saw her because of her looks. And Kirby was playing it and using her eyes and her looks and everything else. And I was like, I knew him instantly when I saw her. I knew who she is. Uh, and I saw her acting. I was like, okay, I could see how she entranced Napoleon. I mean, 
I can see how Vanessa Kirby could entrance somebody, but I could see how she was portraying with how she was carrying herself about, and I could I could see how she drew him in. And the funny thing was like she's talking to him, and he's like, "I hope you don't mind my indiscretions," because they told me how to survive, and how to survive was to have kids. So he's like sitting there. So she sits there. She pulls the chairs back. She goes. She lifts up. If I sh- uh, she goes, I have something to show you, but if I show you, you're going to want it, and you're always going to want it, and you're going to need it, and you'll never have enough of it. And she lifts her skirts up. Uh, so you look between her legs. You don't see it, but he sees it. And, of course, uh, it's basically the love story between him and her, her and all the bullshit he goes through. And, of course, he's fighting a war uh, with troops in place, and his wife's cheating on him. He finds out. He goes back home to confront her about it, everything else. And they think of it as treason. But he's like, how is this considered treason if this is happening? Blah, blah, blah. You know, he fights against the council. And then, you know, he manages to talk with Vanessa. Vanessa's uh, – Vanessa. Josephine's upset, won't, don't want to leave him, and they they come to a you know I won't cheat on you, and you know I I'm nobody without you, and yeah. they both they both said that to each other. Napoleon looked straight in the face and says, "I'm nothing without you." How and was she, how was his portrayal of Napoleon? He did very well. He wasn't very it wasn't very super heavy French accurate, but his mannerisms and Joaquin Phoenix is one hell of an actor, bro. I thought he did good. His facial expressions, he, he had the deadpan going very well. Like I said, I wasn't alive when Napoleon was around, so I have no idea how he carried himself. I thought it was a decent portrayal. I, I thought it was really good. It was not your action-based movie. It was a storytelling of how everything that Napoleon did to became to become Napoleon and his actions and what happened and cost him this and cost him that. Like, you know he divorced Josephine because she couldn't give him a kid. And he divorced her for France because France needed an heir. And she understood that too. Then he got with another girl, an eighteen-year-old night, whatever. She had a kid, and then that you know he had kids that way. So he left, even though he loved her, put her up in the shack, kind of like a mistress somewhere else. So he would never leave. It's kind of like a uh, what's his name, uh, Queen singer, the lead singer, well, are you talking Freddie about Mercury. Freddie Mercury. How he was in love with the woman, his best friend, even though he knew he was gay, but he still loved her, and he kind of made sure she was always taken care of and always close by. Yeah, that's the same shit. Napoleon loved her. He never stopped loving her, but he knew he couldn't be with her because of France. So he had to be somewhere else. But he always visited her. And when he had a son, he brought his son to her. And she said, you have no idea, whatever. And she was praising him and the little boy and everything else. But Napoleon goes off and does his thing and gets mad because the Russian guy, turned the Prussian guy turned his back against him and betrayed him. And then so he did. It was one scene when he took on them. He took on him and I forgot what other country. Together, and they were fighting him in, in the cold. And Napoleon had his tent set up here, and they were up in the trees with the cannons and everything else. And the guys marched their massive army toward him, and he waited, and he waited until they got a certain pause. And as soon as they came in, they got close to him. Then he let his troops unveil, and they attacked, and they started fighting. It wasn't a lot because uh, they were shooting cannons and shooting stuff up. And then the guys realized when they were starting to get – they were fighting, and they were getting beat. The guys started to retreat. He yeah. used the can. He he set up the cannons in the trees for above. So he was shooting down on them. And he released the can. They didn't think they had cannons. They were just infantry. So he pulled the cannons out and he was shooting them. He had them caught dead to rights. So the guy knew the commander knew they were getting overwhelmed, and he was bringing his infantry from the other way to flank them. So the guys retreated. Right. So the the big army is retreating. Like it's a lot of men, and Napoleon stopped his men at a certain point and shot cannons at them. When the one guy falls down, he does this. He realized that they covered the lake with snow. Oh, shit. <laughs> so the cannonballs are hitting the thing and going through, and they were drowning. 
So he defeated them that. He killed a lot of those guys that way. And then that, that guy came and, you know, he surrendered. And then eventually he made a deal with the Prussian guy, the prince, whatever. And then he betrayed him. And then that's why he went to go kill his ass, beat his ass in the cold. And he was whooping his ass and then realized we should continue on. And when he got to Moscow or whatever, it goes, sir, we don't have the resources or whatever to do anything like that. And he went in. I think if I remember correctly, they said he went with the Dutch. I forgot what armies. All his armies he had already conquered. So they joined him. Kind of like, uh, what's him call it? When Troy, when he goes to attack Troy, he gets all the, uh, what's his name? Agamemnon. He gets all his, all his people he already conquered to join him. That's what happened too. Napoleon got all his people to go. So he went into Russia with over 300,000 men. And he came back with only 40. Death by famine, cold, and whatever and whatnot. Yeah, and and some in battle. So they got mad at him, and they said, "What you did was not whatever." So they removed him from emperor and exiled his ass to to the island. Uh, and then from there, he was just missing being in France and missing Josephine, which is another reason why he came back. And when he came back, some people with him, still loyal to him, his army, whatever, he came back to him, right? So he had some people who were marching with him, and the, the, the people were like, he's back. He's come back from the island of Ilba, and he's on here. We should stop him. So they send out his former army out there to stop him, and the commander comes up and talks to Napoleon. Napoleon walks out, look, I'm not here to do anything or whatever. He goes, I just miss everything, and I would never raise my hands against my fellow army men, my fifth army or whatever, da 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 and he said something, and then he goes, well, did you join me or something like that? And they ran, the captain went back to them. Like, <sighs> so he's got his mill, he got his old mind again. So now he's going to go see Josephine because she's sick and dying. By the time he got to her, she died. So that really hurt him. And the French people realized, this is some bullshit. And by that point, they had made a, made a treaty with England. And that was one of the main reasons why Napoleon was doing a fight, because he was worried about England's influence in France. So the people who were with him now sided with England. So he wound up taking on the whatever French army they had, the English, the Prussians, and some other thing else. So in the battle at Waterloo, so we know we're getting to it. Yeah. He's got the thing down. They have the map and everything. He's got the big-ass thing, got the big flags. Here we are. Here's him. 100,000 men. 75,000 men. And the water slide. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, 50,000 men. I mean, 100,000 men. And he commands 200,000 men. He goes, and we have... <coughs> we have like a hundred thousand men. For us to be victorious, we must attack here first, defeat him before they can come to help. We can beat him. We'll level the field. We'll get the ground, whatever it was, and then we can attack him because we can. I think he was basically saying by defeating the English, he would make these guys. I forget who they were to the left of them on their left. They would flee because the English, you know, they would not have any more loyalty to them. So then he would just have to beat the Prussians which had a huge army compared to him. Napoleon's style of battle, his command is similar to the north and the south, where it's just man v. man, cannons and then infantry. So you can go in with 50,000 men and wind up with only 10,000 men if you don't want. You know, that's yeah. his, his way of thinking. His dumbass was, would have been good, but two things happened to him. Number one, it was raining, and the rain didn't stop for a while, so it was hard to go into battle. He needed it to be dry. Finally, the rain stops. So he moved on and attacked, but it, he was not—he was not ready for what the English did because the English weren't supposed to be good for infantry war, and they formed a square, and not like a hollow square, but they did a square with people inside the middle. So when the infantry was attacking, he had to send his cavalry in to get them, and the cavalry couldn't break the line because they were compacted in, 
And so they had man-to-man facing here, this way, this way. And then you had the people behind them shooting above you here and facing this way. So it was a perfect, it was a perfect dynamic. It was a perfect uh, force. They each had the back, and so there was somebody was shooting over somebody. So the cavalry was getting taken down. They were riding around them trying to figure out how to break it. And people were trying to jump in, but then the guys with the bayonets would steer the horse. And so he was fucked there, so he had to sit in the rest of the inventory. And the other thing that fucked him is that the damn Russians were further ahead than he thought they were. The Prussians, excuse me. Mm. And the rain didn't slow them down, so they came in and they flanked his ass. So he lost pretty much his whole man, had to retreat. And he had to surrender. Then they banished him to another aisle where he stayed till he died. Uh, but And it, you see him there, and you see him talking about, talk about history and everything else. And he was still to himself, but you stop thinking about it. His first battle he lost, and then the second, the last battle he lost, both were lost because Josephine was no longer by his side, I believe. I really do. I don't think he was focused or wasn't thinking clearly. And his arrogance got to him. He was a very arrogant man. Uh, they didn't, I didn't see the old into the uniform shove, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there's a few things I missed that I didn't see. Overall, I thought it was a good movie. Okay. For the first time out, portraying somebody playing No Poland and Josephine, I felt Josephine stole the stole the movie. But I thought what Keen Phoenix did an amazing job. I thought the battle scenes were just really well done, and I enjoyed the movie. I gave the movie a strong six point five seven. It's not mm-hmm. your, it's not your. Is it Oscar worthy for Joaquin? No, no, no. It wasn't strong enough. That type of depiction for him to get an Oscar recognition. I could see Vanessa Kirby getting in a, a supporting actress, but okay. uh, uh, I don't think I don't. Th- it was good. Braden, my my wife loved it too. We sat there for two and a half, two hours and forty minutes watching this in the movie theater. It was good. Everybody I saw that was in there was, was older people like me. And but of course I'm a Napoleon. I like Napoleon's story anyway. Yeah. I like that type of military battle, kind of like the Japanese samurai. Because when we walked out, me and Brayden were talking. It's like he was, he shouldn't have done what he did there. He should have. Done, I knew the whole. Obviously, we know the history. You know, he lost. He lost here. He lost to Waterloo. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. You knew he was going to lose when he tried to attack Russia, and then you knew he was going to lose to Waterloo. So there was no. I told my wife. I re- we were walking out, and this is me being nervous. Like I really wish he would have done this. Had he done this and not going to Russia then, yeah, it would have given the Russians a chance to make themselves more fortified, maybe get more troops over there. But his ability to be a strategist, he could have overcome that. I, I think in my mind he could have done that. I think he hurt his chances when he lost that, and he lost the respect and lost the backing. And then when he tried to take on that too big of an army, things didn't work out his way. It, it was this, this did not work. But he was not the kind of guy to withdraw. And the only time he withdrew is when his damn whole army got the fuck wiped out in front of him and he fled. He retreated. He didn't sound the retreat. He just, he him just and the other guy, he turned around and hauled ass on his horse. I was like, wow. <laughs> but yeah, 6.5, 7 in between there. I give it, it was, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was really good. I, I, I really did. I would love more battle scenes, but it's okay. But I loved, I loved the Josephine Napoleon story. Okay. And that was cool for me. I was fine with that 100. And that's, you know, that was good for me. Okay. Uh, all right. I saw The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I thought I wanted to see this, but as more and more it came to me, it's like, dude, I don't want to be gay and watch this shit. <laughs> You're going to be surprised. Oh, yeah? All right. One, I never watched any of The Hunger Games. 
I think right. we have them all on Voodoo. I never watched any of them. After I watched this, I watched the other three or other four. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Why? Because I was like, I was intrigued. I was trying to figure out what was going on. I didn't know. This starts off with President Snow. It's about him. All right. As a young boy, you find out that his dad was part of the rich people that was over at the Capitol. Okay. And his dad died. Okay. And they, the friend of the dad said, oh, well. You- so the, the, the Snow, is this the guy helping the, the little girl, the one girl? Is that who Snow is? The, the one kid with the one girl? Yeah. Okay. Well, the main two characters. Yeah, yeah, because he has white hair, just like he. Yeah, he's trying to teach her or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's when the mentoring started. Uh huh. They 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 went on ahead and they said, "All right, we're going to start this mentor program." Okay. And so you're with District So and So, District Twelve, which uh-huh. is where this, the the chick was from. And he's like, okay. And so now they have to mentor. But they're all rich. They're all rich and everything. Except for him and his best friend. They really weren't. Okay. And, like, it starts off when you see Snow's sister. It's like, hey, I lied and said we need to bleach the the curtains or something where she's working at. Uh-huh. And she literally got his shirt and bleached it to make it look like he's all It's all cheap shit that he's wearing. Oh, but wow. They, but he made himself look rich. Okay. All right. And so... Yeah, so it's like if the, whoever he mentors, then they get a good cut or whatever in the capital, you know, if they win. Well, the Hunger Games then, way different than what was that you saw in the other ones. Uh-huh. It was more like Gladiator in just one big area, and that's it. Not a forest, not or anything for days. It was battle in that fucking arena. Okay. All right, and everybody was watching. It was all on TV and all uh-huh. on camera, but it's not as high tech. So when they first started, okay. Yeah, all right. And so, yeah, he goes and he tries to, he jumps onto the thing when they're taking him over to, and he's talking with her because he knows it's her. And he's, I'm your mentor. This is what I got to tell you how to keep alive, whatever. And he, he does, he brings in, like, he doesn't eat. He saves food, so he takes it to her so she can eat. Right. Uh, and so, you know, does all this stuff. She starts singing. Because she's that's what she does. She's known for her voice. Okay. When they had called her name out, she was she she threw a snake on somebody. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This one girl that was always picking on her. Uh huh. They had called her, and then she was up there, and she just, she just started singing, and uh-huh. all of a sudden, that's when you know everybody's like, "Ooh, they picked her." Like, oh, she needs to. That's like the influence, the the positive influence that'll keep everybody going. You know. Okay. Well, so he goes and. He tells her where she's got to go to try to hide and everything like that. Uh, something happens, and uh, when the home games start, you see them all go into the room. It's like one big, like I said, it's just like put these two houses together. That's how big the arena is, or three houses together. It's just one big area, yeah. like a football field. Let's say it that way. Okay, about as big as a football field, but it's in an enclosed area. And they start finding this, killing each other, whatever. It got down to like her. She was like one of the last ones. Uh, her uh, her best friend, which was a black guy, he got subdued to like poison, and he was going crazy. But he ended up dying later. He found uh, the resistance was still there. The resistance. They blew up the building, but they were still having the hunger games, regardless if the building was blown up. Mm-hmm. But that gave them more places to hide, more places to run, and everything like that. And it was all barbaric. There was no guns, no 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 arrows, no. It was just all flat out. I got a stick. 
<laughs> I got a knife. You know, it's just basically. He said a stick. And all like that. Well, as he's sitting there talking, uh, what the the instructor is Peter, Peter Dickelidge. <laughs> is his instructor where he tells me y'all are going to be the mentors. And Peter's like, I'm, yeah, I was friends with your dad, but, and you're wearing this cheap shit. And he's looking at him flat out. He's, he he doesn't like him. Okay. You know, just like he's, you know, don't get me wrong. Me and your dad were friends, but mm, you're not, you're not your dad. Damn. Yeah, that's how he was. That's kind of fucked up. Yep. Well, as they're sitting there playing, or he's, or they're, it's like day one goes and it shows them like finding areas where they kind of can hide from all each other in this area. And then it goes back and it, you see him talking to, this is my favorite character in the movie. Okay. Played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis is a scientist. All right. Uh-huh. And she does all these experiments in the war and everything. She's the one that made the Mockingjays. Uh-huh. And she says, it was a mistake. You know, we sent it out there to make recordings and ends up they breed it with the Mockingbirds. And then, oh, lo and behold, we have the Mockingjays. Huh. You know, and all of a sudden, she made these snakes that don't bite you. They know your scent. And they have a poison that's very lethal. She's a very scientific person. Mm-hmm. Well, Snow made... A way to make the games a little bit better, more interesting. You need a hero. That's where that comes in where why he was always helping her about the whole thing. And the Asian girl that was higher than him, she was like, We need to go in together and everything. So she could they both go to Viola Davis to bring in that that his portrayal what what to do with the games. Uh-huh. Well, I was oh I messed up and I dropped the paper. And he's like, you worked all night and everything, and you have your blood and sweat and everything all on it, right? She's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Well, she, she goes, I happen to drop the paper in this, my snakes. Oh, shit. And you see, and like, she opens it up, and you see the snakes just everywhere. <laughs> and he goes, well, the, the thing is, the snakes don't bite whatever scent is on that paper. Uh-huh. Or whatever scent is. They're, they're, they're prone not to bite it. So if you... And she goes, if you did it, you can grab that paper. And the Asian, she goes, she knows she didn't do it. She knows it was Snow that did it. And so she's like, she stuck her hand in there. And as she gets to the paper and starts to pull it, what the snakes do? The biter. Oh, shit. And it's lethal. And I'm telling you, this is why I like Viola Davis. She had like, the way her eyes look were all different and everything. Well, the girl gets up. She goes, "Ah, the poison is very lethal." But here's like, you like, she goes, "I have an experimental antidote," and sticks her with it. She's like, "Oh, she's leaving," and she's sitting there looking at her. She's leaving, and Snow goes, "She gonna be okay?" He goes, "She looks." She goes, "Subjects live, subjects die." I was like, "Dude, this woman's cold." <laughs> Gosh, she doesn't. That's why they have her as Amanda Waller. I was gonna say Amanda Waller. I was like, "This woman's cold the whole time." Damn. Now, all in all, it goes through where the games they needed to force people to make it go faster. Everybody was was starting to stop watching the games, mm-hmm. and so as they were going, it got down to the last bit. Viola Davis sent in that tank of snakes. <laughs> well, before the snakes got there, Snow ran over there to the to right behind the pit where nobody can see him, and he stuck the this napkin that that the uh, 
the girl she wiped her face with or something, or her tears were on it. Mm-hmm. And he stuck it in there with the snakes. Interesting. So, hence, the snakes are not going to bite her. Gotcha. So, it opens up, the snakes go, you see them just going everywhere, they all bite up everybody, basically killing everybody. <laughs> she sits there, and snakes. she starts to sing, uh-huh. you know, because she's like, I'm going to die, so she's going to go out with a bang, so she starts singing. Uh-huh. And the snakes are just all around her, but they're not biting her. And she's singing. They're like, oh, her voice is calming the snakes. Oh, my God. And so she ended up winning the games. And they send her back to District 12. Mm-hmm. Well, here comes Peter Dickelich. Oh, shit. You see, here's Snow. He goes talk to him. And he sees, he goes, oh, where's she at? He goes, well, we noticed that this was in the cage, which was the thing. And we know the snakes won't bite anybody with their scent and everything. And we saw you. We have it on camera. We saw you put this in there. So technically, you cheated. Huh. And he's all happy, too. Peter's like, yeah. you know, His character's just happy. He goes, you're going to go to District 12. And you're going to be in the Army. And you're going to serve the rest of your life. So now he's over there being part of the Army. Nice. In District 12. So basically, kind of security and protecting finds her they fall in they fall in love with each other but and like his friend went over there with him because he's like i gotta make up for what he what he did at the games because in the games he went in there because one of his friends in his district died and so he went back to go help him over there ends up he was they were gonna resist and he thought they were just oh we're just smuggling people out no they end up having no we got guns (laughs) <laughs> and so they were talking and there was a bunch of the Mockingjays that they were catching they were sitting there they'd shoot him and try to catch him and send him back to Viola Davis mm-hmm. well he turned on one as his friend was talking or they were talking about the whole thing and he he stopped the recording and it went straight to her office interesting so they found out and ends up uh when the, the whole thing was going to happen, this one girl goes, oh, y'all are going to do this? Oh, I'm leaving. And then Snow killed that person. And uh, the song word, what's her name? The girl that was there, she was she saw everything. She said, all right, this is going to work out. His friend was there. He goes, nobody saw anything. We don't see nothing about this, whatever. Hide these damn guns. Go put them over here, yada, yada, yada. And we're going to, you know, we're all just taken care of. Mm-hmm. Well, then here comes the, captain of the whole thing uh-huh and uh if you saw the guy you know who he was he was the one that played he was in batman uh dark knight he was the one that uh was working for daggett with uh for bane you know okay and oh, I know what you're talking about. yeah he goes, i work for bane oh no and they stung yeah. him in the, in the thing yeah. yeah yeah well snow his whole the way he does everything is, oh, I'm promoting you to a cab. We're going to send you to District 2. It's a little bit better. You'll get your thing, and you're going to move up. Uh-huh. Well, he doesn't want to go because he wants to stay with the other one because he's in love. And then the next day, you go, and they're all sitting there, and then all of a sudden, they found, we found tra- traitors in our in our ranks. Ah, shit. And so he goes, oh, shit, they found out me, but he shot that person, and yada, yada, yada. And all of a sudden, it goes off, and then... There's two people up there, which was the one that's supposed to hide the guns, and the other one was his best friend. And they're all sitting. He goes, "Hey, no, no, no!" And then boom, they they hung him. 
And so him and the other girl, they end up leaving and they go back into the woods to the lake where they can't find. Where they said they can't find. They end up finding the gun. It's there. She goes, all you have to do is destroy the gun and nobody will find out who you are. And so forth. And so and then she finds out that he was going to leave for training and everything like that. But all this thing is trying to go back to the capital. Oh, you know? man. Well, they're sitting there and ends up, she kind of like, she feels betrayed. And there's a poison snake that's there, and she gets it to where it bites him. And he's all sitting there, he goes, oh, what, you think I can, and he's all like, and he's all, she's running away, he can't find her anymore, but he throws away the gun. He he thinks he shot her because he was, he was looking, and he aimed and shot and saw her go down, but we never see her body anymore. Huh. You see blood, but you don't see her body. So he goes, destroys the gun, goes back, and they, uh, they, oh, you took a big bite in and everything. They healed him. Uh-huh. And then he goes to training and ends up going back to the capital for a, a, like a hero. Okay. So now he's over at the, at the capital and he's all like sitting there. And Viola Davis is like, oh, it's so good. You sent me like you betrayed your own friend for da da da. Like, like damn. Now you just kind of see how the way Snow is in the original Hunger Games and all the. the the ones after okay because this was the prequel now you understand him huh. and you understand why he has blisters in his mouth because he's always taking poisons getting immune to the poisons huh and so but in this one so he's sitting there and he goes to peter diggle and he goes oh and he's looking at you so you're back and so forth and he's all looking at him and he goes yeah my friend here he gives him the this box that his friend had and he goes oh yeah and there's like little containers in there like little vials Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, I gave him the morphine for pain for him. Yeah, so what? <laughs> and then you come to find out that he goes, you know, the Hunger Games? That's mine and your dad's idea. Huh. It was my idea when we were drunk, when I was drunk. And then your dad said, hey, that's something we should do. And your dad implemented it. Uh. And he's like, oh, as well. So far, and he goes, yeah. And he... He was like, he wants to take the drugs, the morphine, just gets some morphine and he drinks it. And he just sits there and in two seconds, you look at Peter Diggler, he's like, <gasps> and he just sits there, hmm. turns around and walks off. He changed the vials and put poison in the, oh wow, in those things, in the, so he kills Peter Diggler, so he will, now he has nothing of what he done, all the betrayals that he's done. And then that's how it ends. It ends, it ends with him being at the Capitol and he moves up from there. And I was all like, I was intrigued. That made me watch the other Hunger Games. <laughs> I didn't think I would like them. I actually liked them. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> nice. So I do recommend if you want to have a chance to check it out, check it out. If you want to wait till it comes out, you know, matinee, or if mm-hmm. you want to wait till it comes out to watch it streaming, that's fine. But check it out. It's a good film. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Made me understand a little bit more about it. And made me, like I said, I never thought I would watch the Hunger I don't know, you watched the original Hunger Games? Yeah. Did you like them? Eh, they were okay. And like I said, I didn't, I never watched them because I was like, eh. And then now I watch this and I was like, I'm going to finish them. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm also, I'm going to give it a good six and a half, seven. A good round there. That's what I'm going to give this one. Other than that, that's about it. That's all I have from my review. All righty. 
have any of your final thoughts? This is probably going to be another two-part show, ladies and gentlemen. This is a two-hour. I fell asleep during that whole review. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> He's being an ass. Hey, you forgot our other show to review it, so we can definitely make this a two-parter. What? We're already a two-parter. It's already two but hours. But you can add this to it and maybe get even longer. Let's talk to people about Monarch. Well, we'll finish that one when it finishes. Then we'll talk about it. Fucker, I was all ready to talk about some Godzilla. Now nah, we'll wait till that one's over because I got Invincible. I haven't seen that yet either. It's already it's only I four. It's only yeah, four I didn't know episodes. that was out there till the, just the other day. I was yeah. like, holy shit! Yeah, it's only four episodes. Cool, because it's on a hiatus until next year. Okay, all right, cool. I have to watch that. I'll right, watch that later then. Okay, yeah. and then the fourth episode of Godzilla comes out. This Monarch comes out this Friday. Yeah, so. but I will be seeing Godzilla minus one this week, so I'll have that for us if we don't meet this week. The following week, I've also been watching the the new Fraser. It's fucking hilarious. I want to see that because I've seen clips of it. And it's, pretty, pretty, it's on Peacock, right? No. Uh, it's on uh, Paramount. Paramount, that's right. Okay. Yeah, it's freaking hilarious. I have to watch that. <laughs> Did you sit on this couch? Not in jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. He's the dad now. Yeah. They just needs the dog. Yeah. The thing is, like, the son is just like his dad. Yeah. And then, you know, it's him being him. It's freaking hilarious. And then his brother is not in the show. Mm-hmm. But, but his, brother, his brother's son is. Oh, that shit. That is just like his brother. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm going to watch this shit. Is, there any, yeah. is it Daphne's son, too? Or is it? Yeah. Okay, all right, call. Oh, that's great. I can't wait. <laughs> so, yeah. And I still think I saw a, a clip where Lilith was there, too. His wife? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That was recent. That was a recent episode. All right, I have to watch this now. Cool, man. Uh, final thought. Uh, well, I will say this. There. <laughs> I leave you with We Are Them Boys. We always will be the boys. No, uh, honestly, if you got to go anywhere and you got to have some fun, go down to Chica's Cabaret at 45 South. I guarantee you, it's a good place to go, good time. Got have some fun out there. It's money well spent. And that's my final thought. <laughs> have a good one, guys. I'll see you in a week or two weeks. This is your boy, Big One. And I'm Rick the Rizzo. We out. This show brought to you by Monostat. Monostat for helping with the phlegm on the taco. If you have an egg on the taco, Monostat. Well, you know what, guys? That's a hell of a show. And if you really love listening to us, you can catch us everywhere. You can catch us on our radio stations, Beyond the Dawn Radio. You can catch us on WBLZ Media slash Iconic Radio. You can catch us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and Anchor. We're everywhere, peeps. Thank you for joining us. Thinking shit through one podcast at a time. Thank you.